Good evening. My name is Roxanne Johnson. My son, Jamal Bird, was murdered by uh, DC Metropolitan Police October the 1st, 2019. I'm here with my co-host, Latoya. Good evening, you guys. Again, we are life um, after the impact stories of impacted families. My name is Latoya Benton. I am the mother of Xavier uh, D. Hill, who was killed by Virginia State Police on January the 9th, 2021, at the age of 18. We are a working podcast on continuing getting justice for our families. Tonight, we have on the line, um, Sandra, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, it's just me. Okay, do you want to go ahead and get a little background just briefly about um, who your loved one was? His name was Sean Joseph Billinger, and he was murdered January 16th of 2019 by Officer Zachary Helbig of the Fort Lepton Police Department here in Colorado. Roxanne, I think there's a clip as well. Do you have that? This is, yeah. We're just showing some pictures of, of, um, Sandra's son, Sean Bellinger. It wasn't her son. That no, was, was my ex-husband. It was my son's father that was killed. Oh, I'm sorry. Your son's father. Okay. You're okay. You're okay. Okay. I'm, I'm fighting. I'm fighting the good cause for my son's father. He didn't even know what my son was just turning. 26 when this happened mm-hmm. he didn't even know his dad just moved back to um fort lepton when this happened and the police were gang stalking him mm-hmm. so when that clip yeah. when you see a clip or if you watch that video of sean and the ex-girlfriend the cop that talked said I know you to Jackie because he had previously talked to Sean and Jackie before he had run-ins with them. Let's show the um, short clip we have from the Fort Lumpton um, incident. Uh, Here we go. Maybe. I didn't want to show that. Hold on, hold on, y'all. Um, well, through all this, we yeah. run into where our family members. Go ahead, Sandra. We we're finding the clip, so. Where our family members just run into mental issues. Sean's father had previously had just passed away like three weeks prior to this incident happening. Mm-hmm. So Sean wasn't to say like okay within himself. He wasn't okay. Him and this girl had just broke up. She lured him back with telling him that they were going to go get drugs. Mm. Then she changed her mind. 
and it ensued in a fight with those two. And that's what you see when the cop speaks with Jacqueline Simbeck. Is she's talking about this fight that they're in because he, not her, he has a drug problem, which they both did. So does he have a mental health crisis at the same time on this episode? That he, happened, was having a, he was having a mental health crisis. He wasn't even on drugs at that time. He was having the mental crisis. He wanted the drugs. Did pass away before this happened? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the clip. Let's show the clip real quick. And we begin with breaking news tonight. A Fort Lupton police officer will face a manslaughter charge for shooting and killing someone. A grand jury has indicted Officer Zachary Helbig. Helbig responded to a disturbance on 14th Street in January. According to the indictment, Officer Helbig shot and killed Sean Billinger. When Billinger came at him yelling, Kill me, but that man did not have a weapon. Oh. And we begin. Oh. So, so since this happened, um, Sandra, what what oh. have you and your family been experiencing, and 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 what is the status of the fight for justice for your family? Oh gosh, we experience where okay, my youngest son. He's considered black here, but he looks, he has blonde hair and blue eyes, but they pick on him here. Since Sean has been pulled over, since Sean was murdered, my youngest has been pulled over so many times he's lost his license. He's barely going to be 21. I worry about his safety. I worry about him continuously being pulled over and something detrimental happening since we all know what happens when we get pulled over. Um, The fight, I don't know, you know, they indicted him. He got off. He got acquitted. That killed me. Because they didn't. Just when you say he got acquitted, what happened? Once he got indicted, they went to court. Then what? What happened exactly? They talked about how that cop was in fear, even though Sean was thirteen feet away. The coroner said that if this guy had a meth problem, and I have the autopsy report i've had the autopsy report since before we even went to court so the coroner said and it's even in the transcripts that it if this man was a supposed big time meth user as jacqueline had said that he has a, a issue with drugs like he did then they would have found more in him, and the coroner said he was surprised. There was very minimal that what he saw was from somebody basically coming down off of it, not somebody using. Mm-hmm. That's what he got from the autopsy. Mm-hmm. 
So when the indictment come in and this cop goes into court, that cop sat on that and used that to his benefit to get off. That's why he got off. They didn't sit there and focus on the crisis. Sean did not have any weapons. Sean was 13 feet away. This guy didn't go hand-to-hand. He didn't use any other way but just his gun. That's all he used. He talked about excuses of having an eye something done with his eyes so he couldn't um go to like combat combat or get his baton out and use that there was so many excuses to why he couldn't do his job but just pull out that gun and shoot sean Mm -hmm. yeah we're i'm not the only and i'm not the only family member that has ever said the story i know i'm not the only one yeah yeah we've heard this story many times before sandra unfortunately you know when people are needing medical attention mental health attention maybe in a mental health instead Mm -hmm. of um giving the mental health help that they need they are um either you know harmed or actually um their life is is ended by um, the people who are sworn to protect them. Um, what at this time? What what actions are you currently taking, if any? Is your, is your family involved in any actions at this time? All I'm trying to do is get crisis response teams out here more than I am to have cops respond mm-hmm. to anything that's a mental health crisis. I, okay, because right after Sean. We had a gentleman named Smokey that was shot a block for just a block from my house. I witnessed that one too. I tell you what, guys, I've seen some trauma. This gentleman right here needed some crisis intervention. Nobody helped him. I watched we watched the cops shoot him a block from my house. So are you guys currently you know, working with, is your, is your family currently working with like any kind of services to get those things done in Sean's name or have you considered doing something like that, like that we can help you with in regards to that? You guys can help me with anything that you think we can get involved down here in the northern part of Colorado. Because in northern Colorado, it's really hard to get that kind of stuff going. They don't, they don't believe that the, they're shutting down more mental health crisis stuff and they're moving them towards the Denver area. And that scares me because we have it all over here. You know, we have it all over Colorado. We have it a lot down south, but we have it a lot here too. And when I know within a three-year span that I could witness people, two people being murdered by cops. Mm. Mm. That's too much. And that's not even the ones that I know on the outside in the world all over around 
your sons, other sons, fathers, grandfathers, mothers. We're losing all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. I watched on World News last week when they said 31 kills this year. Where are they getting their statistics and their numbers? Because I know we got more than 31 dead people out there from the cops. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and so um, where are they getting their numbers? Yeah, they yeah. make them. They make up make up whatever they want. What they want. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know the re um Sandra the reason that we want we uh life after impact we want to get involved not only to tell the stories of what's going on with families but to help to get justice. So um in the case of you of of Sean. You know, if, if there's anything that you all want to, you know, we can help you to physically uh, do. Yeah, physically do. Please, please don't don't hesitate to call. If you have an action that you want the the people who are listening, we have people listening to this or who will listen to this. Yeah, we make sure Zachary Helbig with that cop that shot Sean is not working anywhere in the United States. We need to find out. If he's working anywhere, is he still he so He can't work in the state of Colorado. We labeled him a rude cop here, but that but doesn't he, mean he, he can't. He Sandra? Pardon me. Do you know he is actually decertified though? No, I don't. I don't. But I, what I do know about this man is that he dreamt and slept and wanted to be a cop. That's what they said in court. His whole family's cops. What I took away from him, fighting to get him labeled that, was hard. It was hard. The district attorney didn't believe me. So when we went into court, course, it was like, Sean's fault because he was high on meth. That's how they made it sound. Yeah, but that but this cop didn't do his job. Right. He didn't follow protocols, procedures, policies. Mm -hmm. And and when when police officers use aggression towards our loved ones, they don't know uh, with if they're high or if they're having a. They don't know that when they encounter them. All they know is that. Um, their standard is to say that, you know, they felt that their life was threatened. That's the standard that they use. But we we um, are, are, are adamant about, um, Sandra, about finding ways to fight back. We're not taking that, right. taking that, um, that uh, standard, uh, I guess, the FOP or whoever uh, issue uh, talking points. We're, we're saying that, no, we're not taking that life after impact. We're going to be grieving. Our, our um, loved ones, that's never going to change, but we're also going to be fighting for justice for our loved ones. And that's Absolutely. what that's what this podcast is all about. So, you know, if there's anything that we can help you with in Northern Colorado, we can put you in contact with some people who are doing things like reinvestigating and showing, showing um, uh, people, impacted families, how to reinvestigate and get their cases reopened or re-looked at by district attorneys. This is this is what part of this is all about. And Roxanne, that would be interesting. 
when you also mentioned Sandra Bob, you said you wanted to get involved with the crisis team. Was that right? Yes, ma'am. Because so I think we be need. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was tasered after a surgery and oh basically gosh. died in 2010 from the police. My mom called for um, an ambulance and instead they told me to come in my bedroom and change. And while I was changing, they decided that they wanted to taser me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So sorry. Dad. So like, well, since then I've been fighting the system down here. They basically did not want to listen to me until Sean was murdered. And now they're kind of listening, but they're not listening enough to where we need a crisis intervention team. Yeah, Yeah, a change, but it's not fast enough. It's not happening fast enough. And every day we lose somebody, it's still not happening fast enough. That's how I see it. It hurts me to sit and watch families suffer every day. And then when we go out and fight, do you know, you all know how hard it was to get people to hear our story and actually consider it. Consider yeah, it. Care about you, yeah. And that alone itself is a, is a is a mental impact on you. And it does. It has a mental impact on you severely. It took me years that they did that to me. And it was four men. And I was only 4'11 and 120 pounds when they four men come in here and beat the living hell out of me. Hmm. Are are you continuing to be harassed by the local police at this time? Yeah, I called the chief of police and let him know because a few months after what they did to me, my daughter was being bullied and the cop that tasered me here in the um, house ended up at the school when I went to the school and he beat me in front of all the kids at the school. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So this is back in 2010 and 11. Mm-hmm. And it was an officer, Holleran, Kevin Holleran, who did it. And then went and got fired for lying from Fort Lepton and went on to be a lieutenant at Weld County Sheriff's Department, which he resides today. Mm-hmm. And I live with this. I live with, the, I followed that. Man, excuse me. <laughs> I when somebody takes something of value, you need to make sure that they don't want to do it to other people. So I'm following Kevin just like I'm following Zachary Helbig. I can't get Kevin hollering off, but I sure worked hard to get Zachary Helbig fired labeled just like he labeled us right we were criminals well guess what i got him labeled 
he should have never went out right after he got his job back and threatened to blow two kids' head off. But I told the district attorney he was going to do that. I said someone's kids were going to be next. Uh, uh, And someone's kids were. Well, well, Sandra, we thank you for coming and sharing your story this evening and talking about your loved one, Sean Billinger. Say his name, Sean Billinger. Sean Billinger. Billinger. um, We stand with you. Uh, you're um you're uh voicing the concern of having crises um uh, crises mobile crises of units to come out when people have mental health issues is very um timely because yes that's what needs to be done and it needs to be mental health professionals not aggressive policing police officers yeah yeah, to help in a mental health crisis. So uh, again, if there's something we can help you with out there in Fort Lumpton, please, please don't hesitate to call on us um, here at uh, Life After the Impact. Um, we we uh, are going to be broadcasting more. We will not run out of people to talk to, y'all. That's the unfortunate part. We will not yeah. run out of people to talk yeah. to. Let that sink in for a minute. We will not run out of people to talk to. We just... Um, heard about someone getting beat to death. Uh, yes, you know who died, who got beat to death by Memphis police and died. His family is going to need um, help from from those of us who've been through this struggle, who who are continuing. To yeah, fight. I know. I just seen that story tonight too. And so, um, tell you what, they all make me cry. They all make me cry, like if it was Sean. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they're all our family. That's right. right. If That's it right. happened to Sean, it's yeah, happened to each of my family. Each one is like my family member. That's right. That's, That's how right. I feel the impact. That's right. So bless you all. And I pray. I pray we get what we need in the justice we need. Mm-hmm. I want to say real fast to you guys, anybody who is listening to this, uh, this, this live stream right now, just to reiterate what, what Sam said, if you are in the area or you know someone who is in the Fort Lumpkin area, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. And you can provide Sandra any kind of assistance as far as medical crisis team intervention uh, teams are concerned. Please, please, please share the knowledge. Part of this podcast, the purpose of this podcast is for us to begin to create um, avenues avenues of um outlets so that people are able to continue in their fight as you guys have all heard she said that she doesn't currently have this in place but if you are listening right now and you have a resource you can share with sandra please reach out to us on life after the impact on facebook um we'll respond back and get in contact with sandra but the whole point of the podcast is to take the needs of the people and fulfill the needs of the people and Sandra is saying she needs help with this particular area. Let's be sure to support her. Sandra, we love you. We're here to support you. Yes. Thank you, ladies, so much. You have a great night. You as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye.